0: In a moment we'll have a word from our sponsors at audible.com and then we'll get into today's episode of The Private Files of Rex Saunders. The original air date June the 20th of 1951 and the title A Murder Deep in a Killer's Mind. <laughs>
1: Concerning a Mardi Gras, a joyous festival hides the sorrow deep in people's souls. Unfortunately, it can also conceal the murder deep in a killer's mind. The Private Files of Rex Saunders. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music and first in television, brings you the celebrated star of stage and screen, Rex Harrison, in another exciting story taken from The Private Files of Rex Saunders, radio's newest man of mystery. We hope you enjoy these weekly stories of intrigue and adventure. And for another adventure in home entertainment, We suggest you try RCA Victor's fine line of radio and television products now on display at your RCA Victor dealer. Now for our story. had come to New Orleans for the Mardi Gras. Alec was inside getting into his costume while I stood on the balcony of our hotel suite looking down at the gay spectacle in the street. I heard the phone ring inside and a moment later Alec came out. Rex, uh, call for you. Who is it? You wouldn't give her name. She? A young lady. At least she sounds young. Does she sound attractive too? Mysterious, I'd say. Good. Are you sure you didn't make an appointment with any young lady for the celebration this evening?
2: Mm, reasonably
1: sure. I know what that means. It's that blonde you chatted with on the plane on the way down this morning. Mm-mm, married. <laughs> now, you go ahead and finish dressing while I talk to our caller. Hello? Mr.
3: Saunders. Yes? Did Sid get
1: there yet? Sid? He's
3: not there.
1: What is this? He
3: didn't make it. You'll have to go to him.
1: Would you mind telling me what you're talking about?
3: Mr. Saunders, you've got to help Sid. You've got to go to him.
1: Who are you, and who is this Sid that you speak of?
3: Sid Bryce. He was on his way over to see you. I was to call to see if he got there all right. He said if he wasn't at your place by the time I phoned, you should meet him.
1: But just why should I meet him? He's
3: in trouble. He needs your protection.
1: Well, the police usually supply protection to people in trouble.
3: Sid can't go to the police. He read in the paper that you were in New Orleans.
1: I see. And what does Mr. Bryce need protection against? The devil. The what?
3: The devil.
2: Uh, Look here, Miss... A Uh, man.
3: He's dressed in a devil's outfit, red, with a red mask. He's been following my husband. Sid knows who he is. He wants to talk to you about him. You'd better hurry. He'll be waiting for you in front of Rand's jewelry store. It's on the corner of Salle and Fifth.
1: Suppose you tell me what there is between Mr. Bryce and this uh, this devil
2: person.
3: He's after Sid. He's going to kill him. That's why you have to hurry, Mr. Saunders. You have to get there before Sid is murdered. I
1: left the hotel and started out for Rand's Jewelry Shop for my appointment with Sid Bright. I made slow headway through the Mardi Gras crowd and just as I reached LaSalle Street, I heard the shot. I
2: pushed through the crowd frantically. A
1: police officer was clearing a circle in front of the jewelry shop. All right, everybody,
2: step back,
1: step back. Break it up, keep moving, keep moving. Then I squeezed to the edge of the circle, and then I saw him. And he lay face down on the pavement. A crimson ring on his back marked the face where the bullet entered. Hey, you, get back there with the others. Now, here's my identification. Oh, I see, you're Rex Saunders. Oh, I'm sorry I shoved you around. That's quite all right. The name is Davis, Inspector Davis. What brings you here, Saunders? That corpse. Well, I don't get it. Were you after Bryce, too? What do you mean by that? Well, Bryce was doing ten years for manslaughter. He escaped from the state penitentiary three weeks ago. Well, that explains why he couldn't go to the police. It looks as if the woman who the telephone was telling the truth. Maybe there was something in what you said about the devil. Devil? He said devil. Who said devil? Why, a guy here says he saw the fellow who shot Bryce says he was dressed up like a devil. I learned from the police inspector that Sid Bryce was formerly a partner of Rocky Connors. From time to time, Bryce and Rocky have run gambling places in and around New Orleans. He had testified against Bryce when he was tried on the manslaughter charge and was now doing business at a place called the Delta Club. I started to the holiday crowd for the club and Rocky Connor. What's your hurry? I turned around. She was dressed as Salome. At any other time, I would have been quite happy to lose my head to an attractive princess. But right now, murder
3: was on my mind. You're alone. Is that a crime? It is at the Mardi Gras. But now you're not alone any longer. I'm here. So you are. My name uh... is Kitty.
1: I was about to say, Kitty, that, uh, I'm sorry I must run along. Perhaps we could meet later.
3: Right here, say... You're about... Rex Saunders. What? I said you're Rex Saunders.
1: Yes, but, uh, how do you know? We've never met before.
3: I followed you from the hotel. Right. Why? I wanted to talk to you. About what? Sid Bryce. He's dead. I know. You got there too late. And well, I can help you find out who killed him. What's your interest in the case? Sid Rice is my best friend. I knew she was calling you. She asked me to keep tabs on you to make sure that everything went all right with Sid. I see. You said before that uh, you can help me find out who killed Bryce. I can get you the evidence you need. Oh. There's someone in the mail. It's all about the plan to murder Sid. He... Oh! She stopped suddenly. Her
1: face twisted in pain. Then slowly she began to sag to the ground. I grabbed her. And when I swung my arm around to brace her, my hand brushed against the handle of the knife which was embedded in her shoulder. I lifted the limp body in my arms and carried her quickly through the crowd. <laughs> were all right. The doctor said you were perfectly all right.
2: Doctor?
3: What happened?
1: While you were talking to me, someone in the crowd stabbed you. Stabbed? Your shoulder. It's, it's not a serious wound. Where am I? My hotel room. You'll be safe here. Kitty, do you know why an attempt was made on your life?
3: No. Why would anyone want to kill me?
1: Well, you evidently knew too much about the murder of Sid Bryce. Tell me now what you started to say before this happened to you.
3: A man called me this evening. Mr. Saunders, they tried to kill me. When they find out that I'm alive, they'll try again. I
1: I told you, Kitty, you're safe here. But I'm not. Go ahead, finish. You said a man called you this evening?
3: Yes. He said if anything happens to Sid Bryce tonight, that I should go to the carousel the carousel? Yes, it's in Lafayette Square. They have it there every year for the Mardi Gras. Go on. Well, there's a Roman chariot on the carousel. He said that if I was to wait there for him in the chariot, I could find out who killed Sam.
1: Rex! I'm here, Alec. I located Mrs. Bryce, but I... Well, Rex, what is... uh... Oh, Alec, this is uh, Miss Miller, Kitty Miller. Hmm. What's she doing here? I'll get around to that in a moment. But, uh, I don't understand. First, your report on Mrs. Bryce. What did you say? Well, she didn't say anything. But you said you located her. I did. At the morgue. Her bullet-ridden body was found in a back alley. <laughs> you'll be spellbound by the recorded magic of RCA Victor's new Victrola 45 table phonograph. This beautifully compact instrument brings you RCA Victor's amazing distortion-free 45 system of recorded music. It brings you the magnificent golden throat tone system, famous for its clear, true-to-life fidelity, and it's all automatic. You can load up to 14 records on the big center spindle, and at the flick of a switch, listen to over an hour of the music you want when you want it, wonderful music. On handy non-breakable 7-inch records. Yes, the Victrola 45 table phonograph is everything you've ever wanted in recorded music. Make it your very own. Next chance you get, see and hear this remarkable way to play records. RCA Victor's exciting new Victrola 45 table phonograph. <laughs> holiday. Sid Bryce was shot down by a killer dressed in the costume of a devil. Less than an hour later, Bryce's wife was found shot to death in a dark alley, and then there was Kitty Miller. Kitty was alive in my hotel room only by a stroke of luck. I knew that another attempt was made on her life, and I had to resort to rather drastic action. However, in this case, the action was a bit more drastic for Alec than for me. Really, Rex, must we go through with this? I'm afraid we must, Alec. But of all things, forcing me to wear this... this ridiculous costume... You make an enchanting, Salome. It isn't a bit funny. in your wig. No. I'm not going through with this. I'm... No, No, now, wait a minute. You're as anxious as I am to catch the killer. Of course I am. But why must I have to prove my anxiety in this dead-up? Because it's our only chance of getting what we want. I'm not going to expose Kitty Miller until we clean this case up. She's staying at the hotel. And you're taking Kitty's place. It's the only way. Well, all right. That's the spirit. Now, uh, you've got everything straight? Yes. I'm to ride in the Roman chariot on the carousel. A man will come to me. He has the information on Sid Bryce's murder. That's right. But the minute he gets a close look at me, you'll see that I'm not Kitty. Well, don't worry about that. I don't expect him to give you the information once he gets within close range of you. Right now, I'm interested in finding out who the mysterious informer is. But how do you expect to do that? By following him after he leaves you. Now, you better go ahead. I'll be close by and waiting. I watched Alex board the carousel, and I moved into a doorway across the street stood there and waited for something to happen. And something did happen. to me. Got a light, mister? Certainly Here you are. keep your hands right where you got them now. What? You ain't deaf. You do anything
4: that don't appeal to me and you get a face full of holes. Turn around. What now? You've got an appointment. With whom? Somebody who wants to have a talk with you. About Sid Bryce? You'll find out. What if I decide not to keep the appointment? You'll keep it. I'm here to see that you'll do. it's
1: mm. oh, coming out of it, Vince. Pick him up. Okay, Rocky. Show at you on your feet. Well, I see by your papers you're a private dick, Saunders. Mm. I see something, too. Yeah? Your costume, that devil outfit, leads me to believe that you're a killer. Is that right? I heard your friends here call you Rocky. I take it the last name is Connors. This yes, guy's a regular quiz kid. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how he does on the exam. Where do you fit in this, Saunders? I don't know what you're talking about. Lance. Right? <laughs> This guy ain't as smart as I thought he was. All right, show him the rod, Vance. Yeah. How does that look to you, Saunders? It looks as if it might be the same gun that killed Mr. and Mrs. Bryce. Ah, oh, you're sort of positive I put Bryce away, aren't you? You had good reason to. Bryce was out to get you. You helped him to prison. You had to stop him the only way you knew how, kill him. Oh, that adds up. Yeah, I thought it would. But how are you going to prove it? That's a trade secret. And what makes you think you're staying in the trade? Nance? Yeah, Rookie? Call Al. Tell him to get here as fast as he can. Right. Well, you look like you got something on your mind, Saunders. As a matter of fact, I have. A drink. Huh? You mind? Oh, help yourself. Thanks. Now the soda. up. And this is for you, Rocky. What? Right in your face. I, what? I kept I the can't... soda spray cascading in his face. Then <coughs> I didn't have the rest of the soda, but this time I didn't trouble to siphon it from the bottle. No! He dropped to the floor in a heap. I rushed across the room to the wall next to the door. I made it just in time. The door opened... And the one called Vince stepped in. Rocky! Again, I served up the frightened bottle. Rocky, what... The second obstacle to my liberty was removed. temporarily at least. I hurried into the next room and across it to the door. I pulled back a heavy iron bolt and opened the door. And then, for the first time, I knew where I was. A cabin deep in the woods. I started down the dirt path, and then I saw it. An auto parked a few yards from the cabin. I opened the car door. The keys were in the ignition. I jumped in. The motor turned over, and I got out of there as fast as the car could make it. to the main road and breathe easily for the first time. You make a turn at the next crossing.
2: Hmm?
1: A right turn. At the 38 you feel in the back of your neck. Where? where did you come from? I saw you make it out of the shack back there. I jumped in. I came along for the ride. You're taking me to Kitty Miller. Kitty, Kitty Miller. You know where she is. you mind if I ask what Kitty Miller is to you? A friend. A good friend. So good that if anything has happened to her, you're going to end up with a couple of lead slugs in you. Yes, what is. Rex. What on earth happened to you? I've been waiting here for over two hours. Sorry, Alec. I was unavoidably detained. I'll explain later. He didn't show up at the carousel, by the way. Well, that makes an unfruitful session for both of us. No, my mission was quite fruitful. What are you talking about? A key. A what? A key to a public locker in the railroad station. A small boy delivered it to me while I was on the carousel. The boy told me that the man who paid him to deliver the key said it would give us the information we were looking for. You opened the locker? Yes. There was a gun in there. The gun was wrapped in a handkerchief. I uh, dropped it off at police headquarters on the way back here to the hotel. I trust I did the proper thing. You did? Inspector Davis of Homicide said he'd phone just as soon as he had a detailed report on the weapon. Fine. Oh, by the way, why are we standing here in the doorway like this? Well, for my part, Alec has a very good reason. He means me. What? Oh. Well, where did you come from? He was with me all the time. Alec, this is Eddie Ferris, Rocky's present partner. What does he want? Ferris is interested in the welfare of Kitty Miller. That's why he's here. He has a strange notion that I'm in league with Rocky to do away with Miss Miller. What? You harm Miss Miller? <laughs> Why? Well, you've taken every precaution to protect her. Well, that's what I tried to explain to Ferris. I'll believe it when I hear it from Kelly's own mouth. All right, Alec, ask her to come in. What? Miss Miller, tell her to come in from the other room. But where... well, go ahead. We mustn't keep Mister Ferris waiting. Miss Miller isn't here. What? Well, where is she? The desk clerk said that a phone message came in for Miss Miller to go to the Delta Club. The Delta Club. That's Rocky Connor's place. I know. Did the desk clerk say who called in the message? Yes, he did. He said you called. Back to our story in just a moment. At the beach, in the woods, at a lake, in the mountains, anywhere under the sun, you'll have fun with your RCA Victor portable radio. An RCA Victor portable is so light, so compact, you can take it with you anywhere. And it gives you really strong reception on battery operations. You'll enjoy an RCA Victor portable at home, too. There's always enough tone and volume to fill up a large room or a terrace or a sun porch. Always unbelievably fine performance all the time. And every one of RCA Victor's portable radios sets a new standard in style and beauty. For the June bride it makes a wonderful lasting gift. So remember, for the gift that keeps on giving, make your choice from a wide selection of RCA Victor portable radios. And wherever you are, indoors or out, take a world of entertainment right along with you. Take an RCA Victor portable radio. radio.
4: Saunders, pick it up. And remember, hold the receiver so we both can listen to what's going on.
1: (laughs) Hello.
2: Rex Saunders.
1: Yes. Well, this is Inspector Davis, Homicide. Oh yes, Inspector. Oh, I got the report on the gun Alec turned over to us. It clears up the Bryce murders. Really? Uh huh. Ballistic says it's the gun that killed Sid Bryce and his wife. That wraps up our case against Rocky. What do you mean? Well, a check through our weapons permit file shows that the automatic was owned by Rocky Connors. I sent out a squad of my boys to round him up. We'll take it from here. Thanks for your help, Saunders. Not at all, Inspector. The gun you found in the locker was the murder weapon after all, Alec. Rocky Connors owned it. All right, Saunders. Get over there with him. What now, Ferris? I'm going out that door. You try to follow me and I'll let you have it. You're going after Rocky, aren't you? You got it. Well, oh, don't be a fool. You heard what Inspector Davis said? The police will take care of Rocky. After I get in, the cops can have what's left.
3: Eddie. Hello, Kitty. How thought you'd never get here. What about Rocky? The cops are
1: out for him. the gun. Yeah, everything went like clockwork. They fell for it up and down the line. Rocky is finished. <laughs> Here's where I take over. Eddie, you're a smart one. That's <laughs> right. Eddie Ferris
4: thinks of everything. Covers all the angles. Bryce skipped the jug just in time for me to put a perfect frame on Tony. Everything worked smooth, except one thing. What's that? That knife you got, Kitty. That's the only thing I've missed. What do you mean? That knife was supposed to put you out of the picture the only thing I missed up on.
3: And it wasn't Rocky. It wasn't wise that I was in with you. You only said that to get me here.
4: And I got you here. This time I'm not missing.
3: Kitty. You're kidding.
4: I can't trust you, Kitty. You came to me from Rocky too easy. I can't trust a dame that shifts that easy. She might pull a twist on me someday, just like she pulled on Rocky Connors. But
3: I... I wouldn't be looking like that to you. Honestly, I wouldn't.
1: That's what she Wait!
4: Wait! Oh, You've
2: got him,
3: Rex. Oh.
1: do get up, Ferris. You are going
3: to kill me. She's a liar. I was just bringing her in. Don't listen, him. He's the one you're after. You
1: can stop it, both of you. We heard everything. What? By the way, Ferris, this should be of special interest to you. It's about the handkerchief that you so carefully wrapped the murder weapon in when you deposited it in the railroad station locker. You were particularly cautious about wiping your fingerprints off the gun, but that handkerchief gave you away. The police have a neat test for suspicious fabric. They merely dip them in a solution of silver nitrate. And the result? A clear photographic print of all fingerprints on the cloth. Needless to say, yours showed up as big as life. But, right, like, what about the costume? Oh, yes, uh, this should be a uh, little comfort to you, Ferris. We found the devil's disguise in your apartment. What the well-dressed murderer should wear. And now, Alec, there's nothing left for him to hide behind. As usual, it only takes the bare facts to rip off the mask of murder. (laughs) moment, Rex Harrison will return to tell you about next week's story. First, an invitation from RCA Victor. Next chance you get, drop into your dealers and look over the wide variety of RCA Victor home instruments designed to bring you the very finest in home entertainment. We know you'll find just the right instrument for family fun at a price that will fit your family budget. Fine instruments with world-famous RCA Victor quality built into every feature and detail. See them tomorrow at your RCA Victor dealer. here is Rex Harrison, internationally famous star of stage and screen, to tell you about next week's adventure, transcribed from the private files of Rex Saunders. Next week, it's concerning wealth. Concerning wealth. Money can cure many ills. However, it makes one susceptible to the most malignant of diseases, namely, Murder. <laughs>
4: Have been listening to another intriguing adventure, transcribed from the private files of Rex Saunders, written by Ed Adamson. In the cast, were Leon Janney as Alec, and the entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Kenneth Banghart speaking for RCA Victor. <laughs> At this time, when it is most important that America promote the concept of democracy in the world, it is essential that we, here at home, provide other nations with an example of truly democratic living. This means that we must deal effectively with the difficult problem of religious and racial prejudice. In recent public opinion polls, a significant number of Americans indicated that they might actively support drives to discriminate against Catholics, Jews, Negroes, or Protestants. An even larger percentage indicated that they were undecided. This is serious. A divided America with Protestants set against Catholic, Christian against Jew, or white against Negro should only play into the hands of those who seek to discredit us. Group prejudice here in America might also break the back of our vital production drive at a time when we need the active cooperation of all working men and technicians, of all groups and religions. We need to keep America strong and united, speak up against Race and Religious Prejudice. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.
3: This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series, oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the great detectives of old time radio.
0: Welcome back. Well, New Orleans, uh, as I've said before, a very uh, common and recurring uh, location for old-time radio mysteries. And nice to have the police lieutenant have a southern uh, accent, which, of course, was something we didn't have on uh, Michael Shane, uh, which uh, in many ways, I guess, was uh, a good thing. Jack Webb's southern accent was never quite all that good. Now, this idea of a villain going about dressed as the devil during Mardi Gras wasn't uh, something that was original to this story. There was actually an episode of Escape, which will later be remained as an episode of Suspense, which featured the same thing. It was an episode called The Man Who Stole the Bible. Alex definitely, uh, I think, had some cause to protest, uh, but that's part of what comes along with being the sidekick. And Alex is probably one of the more obviously written sidekicks and also one that does get paid for comic relief quite a bit. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond and uh, next Tuesday, another episode of The Private Files of Rex Saunders. If you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.